Emmanuel, God is with us. Welcome this morning. Everybody stand up and we're going to worship. You guys can grab a seat for a second. Just want to welcome you and, 
and uh, say welcome to First Baptist Church. We're glad to have you here on this December 26th morning. Hope everybody had a wonderful uh, Christmas yesterday and, and a, a great day just celebrating the Lord's birth, birthday and, and uh, time with family and good food. So this morning, uh, things are a little bit different than what you might as well just take that bulletin and wad it up and just throw it at the person next to you. <laughs> Um, you know, if you're a guest with us, I'm, I'm not Jake, and um, my name's Tim, I'm student pastor. Todd's on vacation today, uh, Amy's filling in for him. We've got a capable crew, they're going to lead us in worship, it's going to be great. Uh, Jake's not preaching, he's sick, he is dehydrated, had a little uh, ER visit, I guess, last night, and so uh, Daniel's going to be preaching for us this morning, and so uh, we're excited about that, and so we're, we're just glad to be here to worship this morning. So I'm going to open us up in prayer, and and uh, then Amy and Sarah will continue to lead us in worship, all right? Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you uh, just for the chance to gather here and, and worship you and, and just celebrate the birth of your son. Uh, Lord, the reality is we, we never get done celebrating his birth and his life and his ministry and ultimately, Father, his death for us and his resurrection from the grave so that we could have new life in him. So God, I, I pray this morning as we've gathered to worship you, to hear from your word, uh, to be challenged in your truth, changed by your scriptures. God, I pray that we can just focus on the goodness of what you did through your son, Jesus, and giving us new life. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your grace toward us, your forgiveness to us, your mercy that you show us each and every day. Lord, as we sing and worship you this morning, may it be pleasing to you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you'll stand and worship this morning with us, we're mixing it up a little bit. We're not doing all Christmas songs, so um, I hope you enjoy this next one. from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this was our salvation Jesus 
Jesus, for our sake you died. stone was moved for good for the lamb had conquered death and the dead rose from their tombs and the angels stood in it today you to it today um, it is not your Chris, typical Christmas song because it's oh come all you unfaithful and that may sound a little odd but I think that you're gonna really appreciate the words and I really would urge you to sing it's a pretty easy song to sing but it really is talking about that Christ came for all of us the unwanted the unloved the broken and the bitter that's why Jesus came this Christmas, and um, I hope you enjoy the song. Oh, come, all you unfaithful, come. Weak and unstable, come, know you are not alone. Oh, come, barren and waiting ones, weary of praying, come, see what your God has done. 
Thank you for this day after Christmas that we can celebrate Jesus' coming. Emmanuel, God is with us. Be with us and give us the um, ears to hear what you would have to teach us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, about 5.30 yesterday, Jake texted me and said, Hey, man, I'm not feeling that good, but I'm going to try to push through it. I'm going to make this happen. Uh, just want to give you a heads up in case I can't make it. And I didn't really have give much worry to it. Like Jake was, you know, probably going to be okay. Then about 11 o'clock, get a call from Jake. It's not good. <laughs> so here we are. 
And uh, I, I, I spent 30 years in youth ministry. I've spoken over a thousand times, you know, thousands of times to students. So, um, you know, if any of y'all want to just randomly throw something at each other or, uh, you know, just look completely disinterested, that'll help me feel like right at home. So uh, y'all can just, you know, play your part in all this. But um, so uh, <clears throat> just as in the, in the few hours I've had to think about, what God's been putting on my heart and, and just kind of what's God putting on uh, my heart through the Christmas season. You know, Christmas has come and gone. We, we experienced that yesterday. So what's next? And I started thinking about, you know, what was that like for the people in, in, in the, the story of Christmas? Now, I remember as a kid that uh, I, I was excited, you know, hey, I, I got some free days here. I'm going to play with all my, my new toys, got some new Star Wars figures. I was, I was loving it, and I was doing all my thing and, and enjoying it, but it was also this sadness because I was, oh, man, that's like 360 more days until we get to do this again. And so you'd be sad, and uh, I'd be excited to play, but I'd also be a little bummed that Christmas was, was gone, and I have to kind of wait for this to come around. Uh, some people may have already, you know, un undecorated, get all that stuff down. Trees are on the side of the road. Uh, some people just move on. Other people extend it out. You may be traveling. You may be spending time with more family this, this, the rest of this week. And we're going to be doing some of that ourselves. But everybody has this kind of just reaction to Christmas. And sometimes it's a sad moment. It's kind of the, 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 the low after the high. And... Um, but I was just thinking about, okay, how, how is this for the people of the Christmas story? The shepherds, you know, we hear that in Luke 2, you know, we hear that they, they uh, found Mary and Joseph in the manger. And, and then they said after they heard it, uh, they went back and spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And they returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. But what was it like for them? They had this amazing experience. They're just hanging out in the fields. Here come these angels, and then they run to the, the, the manger scene, and, and they're there with Mary and Joseph and witnessing this kind of unusual birth out in these, you know, these unusual conditions. And then they, they kind of go back to what they were doing. What were they thinking? And they had this amazing experience. And then, you know, were, were, were they local celebrities at that point? They had gotten to see the birth of, of the, the promised Messiah. Or were people skeptical, kind of like, eh, what, what's with those guys? You know, kind of, we can speculate. And it's interesting to speculate. And the Magi, even though it was a few years later that they arrived on the scene, they come and they have this experience worshiping the, this little child that was the king. They've been pointed by the star to this place and time. And then they head on back home. And they just had this memory of this experience, but they were disconnected from how the story unfolded. So that's kind of an unusual place. You know, they probably didn't hear, they didn't see what Jesus did. They were probably uh, dead and gone by the time that Jesus' ministry really took, took force. And, and so they may have never heard what happened. They were just obedient in that moment. And then you have Mary and Joseph thinking about what they might have done and what that had been like. Just the heaviness of that experience and everything leading up to that, being visited by angels, and then they, they travel and, you know, near, near this uh, birth time, and, and they have this wild experience, and they can't really find a normal place to stay, and they're off in this manger and 
all this kind of thing. And there's probably all kinds of relief and fears. I remember when, when we had Clayton, our first, our first son, uh, just the whole moment of like, oh, wow, we got to take him home and do this on our own. And it was kind of, it was okay in the hospital. We were like, you know, all these people coming in, checking on him. It's like, oh, wow. All right, here we go. We're the ones that, you know, provide life for this guy. So uh, just all those fears and wonder what they're thinking, especially, you know, understanding the magnitude uh, with all the events that led up that, that this is the son of God. So we can speculate on some of that. But then with Mary and Joseph, we don't really have to speculate too much because continuing in Luke 2, it kind of says what happened. So in Luke chapter uh, 2, uh, verse 22, this is what it says happened. It says, when the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. So what did they do? They went to church. They go to Jerusalem and they do what they're supposed to do. They go to church. Why did they do that? It was out of obedience. It was what was required of them. And it's God's design that we be in community. So they, they go to church and they engage in their faith community. And while they're there, they experience two folks, Simeon and Anna. And these are two faithful elders that were there uh, to encourage them. Uh, one kind of a a divine appointment. Simeon shows up because he's prompted by the Spirit to give encouragement and blessing to the, to the Christ child. Anna had been there. She had been a widow. She'd been there every day just worshiping and praising God, knowing that's where she needed to be. So they experienced these two faithful elders that were influencing and encouraging their faith community. And it says there in uh, Luke uh, 2, 39 and 40, it says, When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord... They returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. So there's a couple of quick lessons here for, I think, all of us, uh, wherever you may be uh, from this experience. One, elder members, you've had children, they've moved on, you're, you're an older adult in the church, show up, be encouraging, share your wisdom. You know, life in the church has is, is, is changed dramatically in your lifetime, I imagine. But we still need your enthusiasm and encouragement. We still need your wisdom to share. And that's what happens when we are here and show up in community. Parents, show up. Bring your kids. Listen. Get involved. That's what being community, that's what Mary and Joseph did. They got involved in their community. Be here. Show up. Young people. Jesus, he was a young person, still really young then. Show up, listen, get involved, engage in what's going on. That's the words I would give to our new students when they'd come in our youth ministry, our little orientation time. I'd remind them, hey, you got to be here and engage in what's going on to get the most out of this. So why, why, why are these lessons that we need to, to hear? Well, it's God's design. Community is God's design, and he does that through his church. And he does that to, to help us support one another. Life is hard. We go through lots of things, and to, to have community and people to support us and have similar stories, and we can relate those and encourage one another and continue as we, um, on this faith journey, 
You know, in my own life, I've experienced that, the, the supportive community. Four years ago, when I was 43, I had diabetes and didn't know it for, for a couple of years, had high cholesterol and high blood pressure. So, at the, you know, a young age of 43, uh, I had two heart attacks and double bypass surgery. And uh, that was a pretty traumatic kind of thing. But I had a faith community that supported us and surrounded us and gave us encouragement and prayed for us and uh, gave me the encouragement to, to get my health in order. And it's all good. God used that. Soon after that, found out my mom had cancer. A year later, she passed away. I had encouragement from my, my faith family as I went through that time. Uh, people sharing their experiences of loss. And uh, I know you have those stories too. And, and even if you don't have those stories, they're coming. Uh, and so in those moments of, 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 of tragedy and, and trauma, that's no time to start building communities to support you. You need to have that community established. So show up, get involved, be engaged. And Luke uh, continues and talks about, we see more evidence of, of Mary and Joseph being involved in this faith community. Uh, down in verse 41 and beyond, this is you know, the, the time where it says, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. Every year, this was a regular thing. And this is when they were down there and Jesus gets left behind. But it's because they just assumed he was in the community of faith that they were in. They were just with people. This wasn't some like negligent home alone experience where they just took off and left their kids, you know. Uh, Jesus was expected to kind of be in, in the, the tribe of folks that had gone down together. They were in community. And then, you know, he stays behind uh, to be in the house of the Lord. Um, but uh, Luke uh, verses 51 and 52 kind of sum up what this happens. Then they, they went down to Nazareth. With, uh, Jesus went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So Mary, you know, a couple of times it talks about how she treasures these things in Scripture. It says she's just reflecting on what God had done. She's taking the experience that she had and she's connecting it to what God is up to. And that's a part of how uh, we need to respond to the things that God's doing. And Jesus grew. And that wasn't just, you know, yes, he was God, but there was people that had to invest in him. He was still man. So there were, there were teachers. His parents were investing in him. There were teachers that he was submitting to. He was learning. He was growing. And it says he grew in wisdom and stature. So what's next with Christmas and beyond for us? Just a summation is that, that we show up and grow. Well, how do we grow? I'm going to give you a couple of quick handles. And this, uh, this kind of construct kind of informs how I'm doing uh, what I'm attempting to do and leading you in discipleship and growth. Um, you can think of this three ways, and if you want to just write something down, you can make three, uh, three little arrows across your page. One pointing up, an arrow pointing up. If I'd had time, I'd had really cool visuals with all this, but we're just winging it right here. Uh, an arrow pointing up, and then two arrows pointing in, and then two arrows pointing out. And uh, this is just the, the way that we relate to God. is upward, inward, and outward. And how do you grow? Here's some quick handles. The upward, this is about our focus on God himself. And there's two kind of, two areas that we do this. We do this 
personally and we do this collectively in community. Personal worship, how you grow, you spend time focusing and worshiping on God on your own. Now that doesn't mean you have to pull out the guitar or sit at the piano and construct a worship set before you go to work or anything like that. But what that means is that you're just through your day, you're just giving praise to God. And very often for me, it's just that driving to work, driving home, whatever I'm doing, and you just see that, that beautiful pink sky. And you go, praise to God. And just worship Him for His creation. You know, you just get off the phone with someone that's been encouraging, or God, thank you for that person being in my life. And so that's how you can worship God personally. But then you come together. And we worship together. This is how God has designed it. You know, it's interesting. God could have just made it all just to be like, you know, the scriptures could just be like, go do your own little thing, find your little spot, and do your own little version of, of this by yourself. But he's designed us to be in community. The arrow's going inward. This is about personal, like inward, like growing yourself up. So having times of personal study that you would actually get in God's word, that you would read his word and then, you know, ponder it like Mary did. Reflect on how does this relate to, to life? How does it relate to me? How does it relate to others? You have that time of personal study. And then the community aspect of this, we have uh, connection groups, most Sundays, but this one. <laughs> but uh, that time on Sunday mornings, you connect with people going through similar life stages, uh, experiencing that together, sharing in what you are going through in life, getting in God's Word. We do that to connect with God, connect with His Word, connect with others, and connect to service. And uh, that's the purpose of community groups, or connection groups. And so you have that, that time together. We also have CDP. We'll be starting back up uh, January 5th. Uh, we've got some courses that you will be uh, telling you about next week uh, that we'll offer there. Uh, other ways to help you grow. And then the arrow is pointing outward. This isn't just about, about us, it's about others. And uh, so on a personal level, that personal mission, and that's you just being aware of who God has put in your path. The people that you encounter at work and just in the community, the folks that God brings to mind, have you interact with, that you pray for them, that you're looking for opportunities to share and love on them. So you have this personal level of ministry that you're just put in that God leads you to. But then we have the collective things that we do, the service that we uh, provide here. So it may be that you're helping lead a connection group with kids. You're helping on Wednesday night. You're helping with events, all the different things we have, VBS, all these things. These are opportunities to serve together. We have mission trips. Jake's going to be sharing a lot of those opportunities coming up in the next few weeks uh, that we've got for the coming year. Opportunities to serve. And, you know, there's something that's unique about the opportunity when you work along somebody. Uh, it, it just accelerates your connection when you work alongside people. And again, God has designed it that way. God has designed us to be in community. So I hope that you will uh, take the opportunity to grow. Show up and grow. And, um, you know, first of all, I hope that you would have a relationship with Jesus. That's the kind of the base foundation. Jesus came to earth um, in this form of a child, grew up and became the sacrificial lamb for us to take our sins and our shame to the cross and bury those with him. He was raised to life to give us life. And so we have no longer have to fear death. We no longer have to fear the, the grave. 
we can have eternity with him if you put your trust in him. So I hope that if that's not something you've done uh, yet, uh, that you would, you would do that. But if you've made that decision, I hope that you will kind of grab onto these handles, upward, inward, outward, understanding there's something that you do on your own and that there's something that we do together and that this will help you grow as you move beyond Christmas and really just kind of in Christmas. We're just kind of in it all the time as believers. So let me pray for you. God, we thank you for your word and we thank you for uh, just uh, the, the wonderful story magnificent story that we've uh, been uh, celebrating that your birth and just what that means and just this example of Mary and Joseph simply showing up to church getting engaged in community God thank you that you want us to be a part of something beyond ourselves thank you that you love us that much to give us people that can surround us and support us and help us God thank you so much for your love Help us to grow. Help us to be faithful. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. So we're going to sing a song and this opportunity for you to respond. If you uh, need to make a decision to ask Jesus into your heart and to be Lord of your life, then uh, we'd love to help you through that, talk you through that. You can come forward. We'll have folks ready to pray for you if there's just another need that you have. Uh, if you're a guest and uh, you want to get to know me, not our pastor. Uh, I'll be hanging out at the Welcome Center, uh, say hey to Tim or whatever. And, and there's wonderful people here that will be glad to show you around and help you know what's going on in the life of First Baptist. So we're, we're thankful for you being here. Let's continue to worship.
Daniel being willing to, to step up on such a short notice and preach for us. But since we've got a couple of minutes, I just feel compelled. I think sometimes when we hear a message, um, we hear it and then you start talking to one another and you go right on and, and sometimes we don't do a lot with it, right? We don't have times to process it and to think about it. And I think Daniel's done a great job of laying out three clear ways that we can worship and reflect on the Lord in this coming year. And so um, I think since we have just a couple of extra minutes, I just want to kind of lead you in just a guided prayer time to think through uh, this upward, inward, and outward. And so um, as we take just a moment, again, I, I just want to uh, just begin a time of prayer, and I'll just remind you and kind of point you in a direction and for you to take just a moment to reflect on these ways. And so first, as we begin to pray, we're just going to just pray about how uh, we adore God, how we love God. That's that upward focus on Him that Daniel was talking about. So just take just a moment to just pray and ask God to be Lord of your life for 2022. How can you just adore Him and look up to Him in 2022?
continue just in a mind frame of prayer. Take just a moment to ask God for help as you look inward. As we begin to think about His Word and and look forward to reading and studying His Word, learning who He is in this next year. Statistically speaking, we're raising the most biblically illiterate generation there ever has been because of the lack of time we spend learning about who God is. So parents, maybe your kids are already out of your house. Daniel challenged us to be engaged, be engaged in learning, learning about who God is. Pray right now as you just challenge yourself to grow inward in this next year. just to adore God for who he is, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Reflected on who we are in Christ, our identity in him as sons and daughters of the King. He doesn't save us for nothing. He saves us so that we're sent out to be on mission, to live on mission for him. Daniel's challenge is to look outward. Who can be on your radar this year? Who can you be praying for? God laid on your heart to be sharing the gospel with. A coworker just popped in your mind. A family member's been burdening you for years. A mission trip 
have you just not committed to go on yet? Just take the next minute to just pray for how God can use you in this next year to be looking outward, to be serving Him. focus our hearts for this next year. We have just a couple of quick uh, closing announcements before uh, we are dismissed this morning. Um, our, we've been in a season of prayer for world missions and just uh, want to take just a moment to celebrate. Uh, this is your cue to, to start clapping here in just a moment. Um, we're, our, our goal was, what was it, $27,000 this year, and we're about $4,500 over that as a church in giving to world missions. So give yourselves a hand. That's, that's exciting. 
great thing that we want to be involved in, in taking the gospel not only across the street but around the world. And so that's, that's an exciting thing. We've got a, a number of things going on in here you can see. Um, you can sign back up to be a part of, of the School of the Arts. I know Todd would want me to mention that. He's not here to you know, give me any lip or say I anything. Teach so there. that's great. Um, men's basketball, you've got to be 15 years old to play. So come out and play. We've got a, a several older students that participate in that and come and play. And so that's a great thing. I know sometimes there's connection groups that want to get involved in that. And so if you uh, uh, are part of the Hancock Hammers or any other classes that uh, come in with their knee braces and their icy hot, come out and play some <laughs> basketball. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. And finally, you can see on there our, our uh, student ministry retreat, our, our winter retreat. Um, strength to Stand is on here, and so we've got, um, again, a, about 100 students signed up to go on this trip this year, and so it's, it's always an exciting trip. So come and, and get your students signed up. It's just about three weeks away, and uh, we look forward to that conference as well and what God's going to do in the lives and the hearts of the students while we're there. Let me close this out in prayer. Again, today there's no connection groups um, as you're exiting. Um, you know, go by and tell Daniel thank you for uh, getting prepared to lead us this morning on such short notice and with such a few hours to do that. So as you're exiting, he'll be down at the welcome desk there. And if you're a first-time guest, he's got a small gift for you there, and he'd love the chance to be able to meet you. Let me close this out in prayer. Lord God, we thank you uh, that we can celebrate Christmas every day. We, we never get tired of what Jesus has done on this earth to, to live for you, to live out your will perfectly. Father, on behalf of us, to give us new life, to give us eternal life. And we just stop to say thank you for that. Lord, we pray as we look uh, toward you and as we look in toward our own personal growth and, and love toward you and the way that we live, uh, to, uh, and live out that expression of your love toward others, I pray that you just help us to do that this, this coming year. Lord, help us to be faithful in all that we do for you. God, it's in your sins and we pray. Amen. Let's try it again. Go. Two. You will come